Fisher Cast, the Six Feet Under retrospective. I'm your funeral director, Robin, and I'm joined by my Six Feet Undertakers, Moira, and Des. <laughs> and I, I almost course, forgot. <laughs> and uh, coming to us live from the Upside Down world, uh, Missy is joining us this week. Hello, Missy. What do you say? Hello. <laughs> I say hello. Excellent. <laughs> I say it's very, very early, and I've also been up for two hours or nearly two and a half hours. <laughs> when you say I'm very, very, very early, what time is it? Um, it's close to five to eleven a.m. Yeah, so it's like almost afternoon. So <laughs> almost that is, that is not very, very early. <laughs> She's been up I since nine. That's early. Afternoon on the weekends. So, <laughs> so how is Sunday? I've been up since eight thirty. Sunday is. Going good, I think. I have not been outside, so I don't know. Okay, good. I want good Sunday karma. So you yeah. be nice Sunday, so by the time it gets here, <laughs> it's friendly for us. I'll send you a very, very good Sunday. Okay, thank, thank you. you. I got to get lots of good done on Sunday. Am I doing all right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's sending me and does a good Sunday, Robin. <laughs> I'll be I'll be editing this tomorrow, and I'll be like, no, you're not doing all right. Uh, so. <laughs> all right, so uh, all right, under ruse, let's get into uh, Darwin Awards, in which we commemorate the individuals in history who protect our gene pool by making the ultimate sacrifice their own lives. So this story comes to us from South Africa. Uh, it's, uh, it was a story way back in uh, ye old times of 1989. Um, some people weren't born yet. Um, <laughs> I was. <laughs> Wait, I was what, month, what month did it happen? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> So this story is called A Breathtaking View. Christ, I already had a degree by 1989. <laughs> <laughs> Downtown Johannesburg is continuously growing with the construction of modern new buildings. One such building was designed with a steel framework intended to be clad in glass as a final touch. On the 18th floor, an engineer was inspecting the framework. He asked one of the workers to stand on a scaffold that was projecting through an open space where the glass panel would soon be mounted. With the worker acting as a counterweight, the engineer walked out onto the scaffold, checked the exterior, and came back in to continue his inspection. After the engineer left, curiosity got the better of the worker. He walked out on the scaffold to see what the engineer was looking oh, at. No! Fortunately, the falling worker didn't take out any pedestrians. The worker removed himself from the gene pool out of sheer stupidity. <laughs> but one does wonder whether that engineer is blithely continuing to ask trusting people to act as counterweights without explaining his reason and leaving a trail of bodies in his wake. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and oh. listen to uh, a promo from our friends at Saturday B Movie Reel. Hi, this is Kevin Batchelder. And this is the Saturday B Movie Reel. Shoot it! Shoot it! <laughs> That's about describes it, yeah. All right, everybody stay here. We look specifically at the Sci Fi Channel's original movies. You know the ones. The ones that air on Saturday night. Be known throughout the ages as an instant classic. <laughs> we need a bigger gator! 
uh, limb cutting yes. and blood squirting from <laughs> flying uh, limbs. I from, called it um, in my notes. <laughs> what could go wrong? We look on a regular basis at the movies as they come out, and since they've been over two hundred of them, we do go back and look at many of them that are now out on DVD. By this point, I had completely forgotten any semblance of seeing if this actually makes any sense from a plot point of view. So come on by, get involved, and have some fun. Check us out at SaturdayBMovieReel.com. Our future depends on it. Make it safe. All right, so we're back. And, uh, yes, that was uh, Kevin's show, Saturday Reel, And both uh, me and uh, former guest Steph has been on that show talking about some awesome older sci-fi movies as well as... Uh, he does sci-fi original movies on there as well, so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So uh, let's get into. <laughs> I'm just trying to. Pro- I mean, you know, I'm just expecting on his show. He's like, yeah, Fisher Cast, pretty cool, pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so let's get into open casket viewing. Moira, all right, please take so, it away. Season- Thank you, Rob, and I will. <laughs> so, season two, episode nine, someone else's eyes. Nikolai proves to be a terrible patient, and Ruth's limits are tested when she uncovers the truth behind his injuries. Brenda's escapades may be helping her write, but her feelings about being engaged grow more muddled, especially after Billy's release from the hospital. David is happy to get closer to Keith, even as Keith is increasingly troubled by his sister's recurring drug habit and its impact on Taylor. Nate gets some news from ex-flame Lisa that adds to his growing doubts about marriage. Claire can't seem to escape Billy's influence, artistic or otherwise. Written by Alan Ball and directed by Michael Cuesta. Excellent. Excellent. So, the beginning of this episode, we have a uh, great little scene. A construction worker getting very depressed about his wife's cooking ends up... This I was happy. I was happy to see a construction scene because I just thought this is going to be an epic death. It stressed me out so bad because heights really, really bugged me. And just watching them, you know, sitting there knowing they were real high, it gave me that feeling in the pit of my stomach, you know, that feeling you get when you're mm-hmm. way up high and looking over the edge. Ugh. I, I thought for sure somebody was going to fall. <laughs> I'm with you, Des. I was so nervous, like, for them because I have, like, an epic fear of heights. I was just like, oh, yeah. oh my God, they're going to fall. Someone's going to fall. This is not going to end well. Yes, add fear, fear of heights to the long list of phobias that I have. See, here I was. I was just all tickled with anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, and falling lunchboxes proves that death can definitely happen anytime. Um, can you imagine walking down the street and minding your own business and you get hit in the head by some idiot's <laughs> lunchbox? Oh my god! And the worker's reaction. Oh, like what a bitch! Like you know, it's just such a pain for him. I'm yeah. thinking, Oh my god! Well, I mean, <laughs> uh-uh. uh, so in the next scene, uh, Nate and Brenda are checking out the beach they want to get married on, and no foreshadowing intended, but there's shit everywhere. <laughs> uh, um, Nate asks her if she still wants to marry him because she knows now that he's sick. And she says, lovingly, that he's the first man she could stand to be with for the rest of her life. She insists that she's I'm not worried. Down both Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, in that scene, the only thing I have for that is beautiful bluffs on both counts. <laughs> like the bluff I was on was beautiful, oh. and her little <laughs> ignoring sort of thing was like, oh, nice move, nice move. 
Wordplay. I love it. Uh, cool. cool. And I just wrote down, it was so negative regarding her mom. Who really wants to have your wedding day involve your mom falling face first into horse shit? And that, that's going to make you happy? Like, like well, I know she's the worst mother ever. I know this, but I'm just saying. Yeah, if you had the worst uh, mother ever, you would probably feel the same way. I still don't want that happening on my wedding day. I'm sorry. Brenda. Uh, that's not your mother. If that was your mother, I bet you'd say a different thing entirely. See, I can't imagine. I guess because I have, I had a great mom. <laughs> I just can't relate. Yeah, yeah my mom's the best. <sighs> well, she insists that she's not worried about the future, and she tells Nate to be here now. And mm-hmm. um, Nate starts talking about possibly having uh, a rabbi he knows uh, marry them, and it doesn't seem like Brenda's <laughs> very interested in doing that. <laughs> Keith is depressed and can't sleep. This this uh, uh, bit of uh, what I wrote here seems to be in every Keith scene. But uh, yeah, uh, he can't sleep. David's concerned, but Steve, Keith is stubborn. So he so David calls him a bitch. Love and it. Keith finds Taylor's gummy vitamins, and he's going to use that as an excuse to drop it on Carla. David thinks he should take care of himself first, and he says that's what David is for. Oh, come on. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Keith and David, when they were going out the first time, Keith, you know, I mean, he wasn't my favorite, but he wasn't a total, you know, jerk. He's being Mm -hmm. a total jerk. I don't like, I'm starting to really not like him at all. Yeah, I called him Quabby Keith. Yeah. Yeah, I think it must be PTSD. But well, yeah. I think it's a lot of Taylor being gone too. It's made me sad Taylor was gone. I don't know why naively I didn't assume she would be. I mean, I kind of knew the mother would scoop her up, but it kind of hit me as a reality that she's just boom, gone, poof, like just disappears out of their lives when we both were getting quite attached to her. But I yes, he's he's very so crabby. He's irritating me now. I'm yeah. I'm the only Keith shipper here, and I'm starting he's- to feel like, oh, Keith, get your act together. At least originally he seemed to treat David well. Yes. And now he's treating him really badly. And I think with the Taylor thing, that's just, it's really bad timing because Mm -hmm. of all the, you know, other shit Mm -hmm. he's going through with. You know, post shooting, I I don't think that was. Good but it's like he's taking David more for granted, kind of. You know, in the way he's so yeah. flippant with him and moody with him. Anyway, we'll see what happens in the episode. But it's it's. I agree with you. Right off the bat, he's annoying me. Yeah, me too. Nikolai is entranced as Dipsy makes tubby custard. <laughs> I think that's uh, hysterical with Nikolai watching Teletubbies. He's like, what, what, what is that thing? <laughs> it's, just, it's true. Every scene with him was, makes me laugh, which is much needed at this point, actually. But, God, he's funny to watch. Teletubbies was a happy show. <laughs> oh, I used to watch that with him. I miss the Teletubbies. Yeah. Oh, oh, I used to watch that with for hours of my, my daughter, Sarah. <laughs> my son, you yeah, toys. It's dumb. Good. I was, I was just going to say that toast pops out of the little toaster with a smiling face on it. How can, how can a show that does that be anything but awesome? Yeah. It was like, um, I used to, you know, watch it. I think like, wow, this show is like for the dumb kids because it's just, <laughs> oh. it really, it 
it was so it was a little too basic. It was just it was, maybe oh. it was for babies. Yeah, but maybe shouldn't be watching TV because it's not good for them. And there's hey, a little bit hey, hey, shut up. <laughs> I watched that with my baby daughter, Sarah, and made her light right up. She loved it. She laughed and smiled. Did you know that there's a link between children watching uh, television under the age of two and ADHD? You know there's a link between my fist and your face? (laughs) Hey, if you're a bad parent, that's not, you know, I'm not... (laughs) Oh, here we go. Hey, hey, I don't drive around listening to Media Junkyard with my little ones. My kid's 12. (laughs) And I don't listen to it when they start talking about the naughty stuff. (laughs) Can we move on? (laughs) All right. (laughs) So uh, Ruth brings Nikolai lunch uh, before she heads off to the flower shop. And then Ruth asks Claire to check in on Nikolai, and she says she's hanging out with Parker late. And then Moira flips out because she thinks that Claire's <laughs> hanging out with Parker again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I was hoping she was. <laughs> I had a moment, a moment there where I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> what? And Claire comes clean about not wanting to help with Nikolai, and Ruth lectures Claire on how good she has it. Oh, yes. Oh, and, all uh, teenagers get that from their parents at least once. I know I've said that to Skylar. Yeah, uh, Missy. I, I think Claire deserves that. I'm really liking Ruth in these last two episodes. She's yeah. really, you know, she's telling those kids something instead of just being all passive aggressive and weird about it. Mm-hmm. She's actually yeah. coming up with her own constructive criticism as opposed to stealing someone else's and then getting odd looks from her kids for doing so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Missy, I, like I don't it. mean to uh, take take away from your fun facts from Down Under, but in the next scene, okay. the, the role of David is actually played by the master. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, you noticed how he had fruit punch mouth. Um, I have no <gasps> idea what you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> Come on. It's coming through. I get it now. <laughs> and, and yeah, no, I was like, wait. When you, said, when you said the master, I went straight to Doctor Who. No, I went to Buffy, but I don't get how the rashy mouth has anything to do with the master. The master has has fruit punch mouth. He looks all red He's, around the mouth. He looks, he looks like he put on his lipstick in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, okay. There, there's people listening to this podcast are rolling on the floor right now. <laughs> so, so yeah, Nate calls him a big whore, and then Nate asks him to be his best man. <laughs> <laughs> the daughters of Dwight Garrison are surprised that he set up a pre need earlier. One of the daughters suggests the dermatologist for David. <laughs> you know, I have had that issue. That's what happens when you make out with a guy with a beard. Well, yeah, you're a big fan of the scruff, so I'm sure you're running into that trouble a lot. <laughs> yes, because I date so often. <laughs> uh, Keith drops in on Carla and Taylor. Carla has, quote unquote, the flu. And Keith is suspicious. Keith sends Taylor to her room, and then he threatens to call the cops if she doesn't go to rehab. Carla says that he's turning into her into their abusive father, uh, which she talks about how he hit her so hard that she couldn't hear for like a day or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that nice scene and everything, and all I took away from it was that he felt her head and said, "You don't have a temperature. It's not a temperature. A te- of course, she has a temperature. Everything has a temperature." It's a fever you're looking for. 
definitely irked me. It really irked me. It's like when somebody says, um, like, uh, what is it? Now I can't think of it, but just go ahead. <laughs> I just wrote down, I wish Druggy Mom would just go away. Yes. Or, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm not interested in her druggy storyline. I'm just not. No, I'm not either. She should just either take Taylor and go off on their because, merry way okay, or OD yeah. or something. Because you know that it's not going to end well. Like, you know she's not going to go through rehab and have it be successful because it just that just won't happen. And then something tragic is going to happen. And I just I just want her to have just never come back. That would make me happy. I Moira, just what care. killed your hope? <laughs> <laughs> who, did, who did this to you? <laughs> oh, I'm just a sad sack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So, speaking of... Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, going on, uh, Rico and the Fisher boys are looking over the body when Nikolai starts yelling from upstairs. Hello? <laughs> Hello? 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 Anyone oh, there? Nikolai. <laughs> you know how much it sucks to be stuck in a bed like that, you know? I mean, give him a break, poor guy. Yeah, Nate you get in bed with the Russian mob, this is what you get. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down let's ignore Nikolai players the entire Fisher family <laughs> yeah. they all sort of like they just disappeared as soon as he started yammering <laughs> on about wanting something they're just like nope we're leaving yeah. oh you need someone to drive the car sure I'll do that let's just go <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah the, uh, Nate and David take off uh, Claire is upstairs chatting with Billy and she's ignoring him and uh, then we go to the flower shop and Ruth is trying to convince Robbie how much closer her and Nikolai are now, but Robbie doesn't seem to buy it. Yeah. Back at the Fisher House again, Rico pops upstairs for lunch when uh, Nikolai starts yelling, <laughs> Hello! <again. laughs> Apparently he already ate his lunch earlier, but he's still hungry, so uh, Rico just opts to share his lunch with Nikolai and doesn't win any points from Brad still. Um... Who's Brad still? Oh, Brad. <laughs> and then the word still. That that was so worth it. <laughs> that. I'm going to keep that in and put it up louder. Well, the way Who you said it, still? I thought that was a name, Brad You know still. what? Honestly, so did I. Who <laughs> nice. the hell is Brad still? <laughs> a new character? What, some director? <laughs> Someone in your show notes? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> anyway, Nikolai talks about how hot-blooded Latin women are to Rico. <laughs> and then he asks about uh, Rico's face, and Rico tells him it's none of his fucking business. Oh, shut up, Rico. We, and Rico should I thought he was going to turn to him and said, yeah, what happened to your legs? That's yeah. what I would have said. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> uh, he'd be like, yeah, I got gay bash. Uh <laughs> Uh, the lovely Dina Meyer shows up as the widow here. And Starship troopers! Yeah, birds of prey. No, I was going to say friends! There we go. Friends. Moira? She's on Friends. Who was she in Friends? That. She, Kate, she played Kate Miller, the, that actress that Joey fell in love with while making that ridiculous alien play. Oh. That had no inkling of <laughs> yeah. aliens involved at the very beginning. <laughs> Awesome. Also, she was on Marty Knotson's Point Pleasant. But she That's was right. topless topless in Starship Troopers. Can you beat that? No. Uh, uh, no. Okay. okay, so this is Starship Troopers, you say? Yes. 
Should I write this down or something? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good movie. Also, Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I am going to write that. I and he, he's pretty good in it. Yeah, I like it. It's cool. cheesy, but it's supposed to be. Cheesy can be fun sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, she's playing the widow here, and he she's mad that uh, Dwight wanted to be buried with his former wife. And she says the daughters hated her, and she's heartbroken, and she's wondering if there's anything she can do. And Nate kind of says, well, the funeral wasn't exactly paid for in, in full. And then she latches onto that and says she's not paying. Um, we go to Brenda's apartment, and Billy is talking to Brenda. Maggie's on a cruise to Belize, apparently. And uh, so, oh my God! So she yeah. went and got mm. Billy out of the the hospital to be home with her. To, she needs to take care of this guy who's been in a mental institution for a while, and she's going to take off on a cruise to Belize. What I think we know where Des is going. <laughs> winning parent. Oh my God! You really think she got him out of there to take care of him? No, no we're being she facetious. Needs to she needs to take care of him is the point. <laughs> you know, I mean, he he requires some supervision. He requires some assistance. He really does. She yes. got out of. She got one of those. She had somebody to drape her arm over at Christmas time. That was the only. Yes. Reason. Well, she <laughs> should have just got him out on a weekend pass then. Yes. Exactly. Okay. She, yeah. she has that picture of him on the wall. It's not like she really needs him there. <laughs> That's true. She can just fawn over the picture on the wall. The real him doesn't need any attention. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah, Brenda is a bit uneasy about Billy being out. He, he tells her he sees his shrink three times a week. Um, Brenda tells Billy about Nate's condition. And Billy says he, knows what, he, now, he now knows why she's marrying him. She gets wow. mad, but he <laughs> says she doesn't like him questioning her authority he she says he talks down to her like she's an idiot just like their father does and he says that he learned it actually from her but he says he's not he's not mad at her for um committing him we find out that he cut things off from her for a while because uh she contributed he feels that she contributed to his behavior and he never learned to take care of himself he never had a girlfriend and he says they need to stop seeing each other because their relationship is toxic Oh, my God. Well, he's right about the last part. The relationship is toxic. Yes, but... but I'm not agreeing with the rest of it. No, I mean, really, she did take care of him. You know, she tried to. He was so screwed up. Yeah. Somebody had to take care of him. Well, it's a way for him to not take responsibility for his own illness. And this is why I think it's bullshit, because... He'd been medicated in the past, and when you're medicated, you can think clearly. And so he could have chosen to think clearly and, you know, make his own way in the world and all the rest of it. So saying, laying all that on her shoulders, I think, yeah. is really oversimplifying things. I agree. What? Why did he um, express that he understood that the parents sort of screwed them up, but then, like, throw all the blame on her? Mm-hmm. That's the part I didn't get. I was like, he 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 said that he knows that they're both screwed up because their parents. But then he he flipped on a dime and was all like, "But me, my problem. That was all you." Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not reasonable, is it? What? Well, his parents Pretty were sure his parents. parents were. I mean, in his eyes, his parents are parents, and, and a lot of this, I think, is being fed to him by whoever he's talking to three times a week. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he apparently has a license. Uh, it, it, he's saying that his parents. Uh, we're, we're screwed up, and then Brenda ended up taking care of him, and then just like didn't 
allow him to have any relationships of his own or or whatever, or just like coddled him or something. That's what I, I had. I don't know. I, uh, okay. So Billy is on his own right now. His mom's in the in Belize, and now he's not Scary. talking to uh, Brenda. And in the next scene, we see Claire all dressed up and ready to go see Billy. Uh Nate doesn't want her to go, and Claire thinks he has that he has his whole condition under control. Yeah, well, I don't think she's been around a lot of people who have these kind of issues because nope. you know it can go out of control in an instant. Moo. Moo. <laughs> Moo. Nikolai eats with Ruth, and he gets mad because she is looking at his books. Hey, speaking of Gabe, where the hell is he? Is he coming he back? Don't answer that, but where the hell is he? I uh, can't say. Uh, I was just wondering. He was mentioned twice, in the, you know, once in the, in the past two episodes yeah. uh, each time. But, you know, we hmm. haven't seen him. I'm assuming that he's been mentioned a lot because he's coming back soon. Hmm. But, you know, we'll see. I wouldn't know. I, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want you to know. Precisely. We uh, don't want to know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Billy is thanking Claire for staying in touch. They talk like good friends. And she had told him, apparently, about Gabe, you, you know, through chat and email <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, Billy six. says he needs help with a project next to ask her to come back. No, and, run, and run, run, run away. My senses are tingling right there. Yes, oh, yes. Oh. I was like, oh, is he going to try and take nude pictures of her? That's exactly That's what, what I, I was thinking. thinking. <laughs> I expected another one of those fake death scene thingamajiggers that he did tonight. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, he's going to pull some stupid stunt where she's going to want to protect him like she did with Gabe. And all oh, this is just going to go down a horrible, horrible path. The Chenoweth House of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we get a quick scene of Brenda looking over all the little matchbooks and napkins and phone numbers she collected, and she's going a bit nuts. Us. Um, then Lisa Gibbons is uh, interviewing David and Keith, and they have the <laughs> best relationship ever. They've got two kids, they're thinking about having a third, and oh, uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed like, that. I, I feel like David is absolutely delusional. <laughs> like he's like a teenage girl who thinks he's in the perfect relationship, but it's really not <laughs> because Keith is just treating him so horribly and he's just not seeing that. Keith won't let himself be vulnerable. It's funny. He claims he wants David to take care of him, but he doesn't really let David take care of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't really let people in. Um, Keith, uh, wakes oh, I just up. wanted to say, I was struck by what um, David was wearing in that faux interview thing. He was wearing like this really nice black suit thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> you don't wear this in real life. What the- why? Why is Keith dressed in his normal clothes and you're all in this fancy, shimmery <laughs> suit? <laughs> Keith wakes up. He's depressed. <laughs> Uh, Keith thinks they're moving too fast David is about to leave when Keith Drags him back to the bedroom ah, See he pushes him away And then he wants sex Yeah, That's not good Well that's, that beats talking right We'll just have sex instead of talking about what's really wrong <laughs> Isn't that what boys do <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, the widow and the daughters are arguing about how the funeral will be handed. They're both threatening the Fishers and each other with lawyers until Nate tells them all to shut the fuck up and show some respect. Uh, he puts them all on the spot because it's not their decision. And David is very surprised when he storms out. And that, Harriet, is what Robin was talking about last week when yes. you were on the show. There you go. Sorry to spoil you. Aretha <laughs> Franklin. I told you we would talk about you this week, Harriet. Yes, and we did. I like that scene. It's one of the few times lately when I've when I enjoyed Nate because Nate's been, um, well, just again, everybody's irritating me right now. But anyway, but that, <laughs> yeah. but that scene when he tells off everybody was great. Yeah, yeah. That was that reminded me of season I one. I did like stuff. that scene. Yeah, I'm 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 very confused because I heard Missy say Aretha Franklin, and my brain just did. R e s p e c t. Oh, I yeah, that because he was all like, it was supposed to be funny, but don't worry, I got it. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, yeah, okay. It's just one of those busy stream of consciousness like things that I love to hear. <laughs> all right, so Keith is helping Carla check into the rehab, and uh, oh, she's saying no, no, no. Uh, she said she's a bad mother, and I said yeah. yes, you are. And did anybody else just okay? Is it just me? But I'm watching it all. I'm just going, oh, Frag, fine. Now she's going to cry, and then he's going to hug her and give her comfort because he's not screaming at her right now. And the whole time I'm thinking, I don't care. I don't either. Wow. Uh, I know it makes me a horrible person, but I don't care. She's just not, she is not compelling as part of the problem. She's just not compelling. It's a TV character Mm. you don't care about that does not make you a horrible person. It's not a real person, so it's okay. (laughs) She's just awful. Yeah. Go away. Disappear. Pretty pointless. Yes. I mean, she's the, she's a side character to a character who's pretty much a side character in the show. Mm -hmm. When, When you sort of detour away from, the core group that much, you start yeah. going, yeah, I don't care about these people on the outer edges of everyone else's circles. I agree. Yep. Well, you know, this is this has a lot to do with uh, Taylor, you know, and, and Taylor has a lot to do with David's relationship with Keith, so I think it's, uh, it's not a bad road to go down. I mean, obviously, it's not the most original, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Brenda is at the library. She's looking through all the uh, psychology book titles and she sees Charlotte Light and Dark there. And then she sees other ones that say, nothing means anything, so why bother? And then damage beyond repair. And then finally, your brother's a wacko and your fiance is going to die. That's the best title. And I wrote down a note. I'm like, who is this guy at this book reading thing? Are we supposed to know this person? <laughs> oh, we're coming out of that. I guess not. I don't think so. I no, I don't cl- think so. I want to clear up. Was the last book the only one that was a title that she imagined, or was everything after Charlotte Light and Dark something? They all look kind of fake to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they did, but they made more sense than the final one, which was just an outright. <laughs> This is your life sort of a moment. I don't know. I don't know who would buy a book called Nothing Means Anything, so why bother? (laughs) (laughs) Depress people. (laughs) Gabe. So, yeah. Keith at the very moment. Gabe. So, let's just uh, stick with. Keith would totally buy that book. (laughs) Yeah. Let's stick with Brenda for a moment here, still hold out on things. But, uh,. Yeah, Brenda goes to a book reading, of course. Lewis Winchell reading from his book, The Lie of Romance. 
and Brenda is spellbound by what he has to hey, say. He had nice scruff <laughs> <laughs> and a nice accent. So there you go. And I don't even remember. <laughs> this is what happens when I watch the show a day before we record. And then he has sex with her in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You go, girl. Yeah, let's go back to Mr. Nate Fisher shopping. This uh, was and he runs horrible. into Lisa. Lisa. Lisa and t- I said, no. <laughs> Lisa took the job as a vegan chef, she says, and uh, Nate invites her to a juice bar. And uh, at the juice bar, Lisa uh, acts a bit sad that Nate is marrying Brenda and then all of a sudden opens up her jacket and what did wow. you guys think? I was like, what? I um, was shocked. She really, um, <coughs> maybe it's the hormones, but um, she was really cranky and angry and, you know, <laughs> she did. it didn't seem like the usual way she behaves. Uh, from what we've seen of her, she seemed to be very, even when she, you know, is feeling things, she doesn't really let it out, you know? She tries to keep everything happy, loving, you know? Well, so. <laughs> I guess you're, really you, you allow yourself to be treated like a doormat, and then all of a sudden you end up with this life-changing thing. It yeah. might turn your... Were we all completely situation. clear that they'd had sex that time when he was crying in her nope, house? I was waiting for you guys I, to say Thank you, something. because... I wasn't like, there. Sorry? I wasn't either. Okay. No, they Good. didn't say it at all, right. and I was waiting for you guys to say something about what happened. And now, now, feel free to go back and listen to the episode, the trip. But uh, yeah, I was kind of because I, I thought that he just cried for a bit, and she comforted yeah. him, and that was the end of it. Mm-hmm. Because I thought she was bright enough to know that you know he he wasn't into her. Well, I was thought. Before. I thought it was leading to sex, but since it didn't show it, I just assumed maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I remember listening to that episode, and I, 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 I swear I remember you guys saying when he was putting on his jacket and she came out in the morning and Claire was there and they were acting really strange. I swear one of you said... Did something happen between those two last night? <laughs> I, I We're going to have to go back and listen. <laughs> I, I, in my recap, I, I, I did say something about, not not that anything happened, but I said that it seemed like Nate was in a big hurry to get out of there. Uh, so I was trying to kind of hint it, but I didn't want to spoil anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What Lisa, a dick. Lisa's knocked up. What do you guys think? I, I'm I feel horrified. so bad for Nate. Yeah, I feel so bad for him. I feel, I feel bad, bad for, for Nate. Lisa. I feel bad for Nate <laughs> because he's the main character, you know. Oh, okay. she's, no, see, I feel bad for Lisa because she loves this guy and she's hung up on him, and uh, he he just has left her high and dry. She could have done something about it. He didn't leave her really. I mean, seriously, he didn't know. She never told. No, him. no, no. But she I mean, wasn't going to. Yes, she knew that he didn't love her, so she should have not slept with him. You know what I mean? No, Real- you know what? I think when she, when you're that in love and that dreamy-eyed and that hopeful in her naive, crazy way, she's a vulnerable one in that scenario, and he just takes advantage. That's what, that's what I mean. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's supposed to be with Brenda. He's supposed to have this committed relationship. And he just did the cowardly thing and took the comfort when he needed it. And it was very selfish. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I mean when I say left her hand right. And then he just walks away the next day without a yeah. backward thought. And she's left holding the bag. 
So she's yeah. the one I feel sorry for, not him. I don't find her completely innocent because I'm. I I know she knew the deal. So you know what I mean. They're both wrong. No, but- not innocent. But I still feel like she. She's the one being hurt. Is what I'm trying to say. He's not the one being hurt by that behavior. Nobody is Did now. Did he knock her up before? Yes. The implication was she's already had one abortion. Yeah. Which is so, even stupider. I mean, like, yeah, I think in, if the truth is that he's done this before and she seriously went back and did this again, I kind of have to agree with Des, except I, for I still blame both of them. I think oh, she yeah. should have been smart enough to use birth control. She, she said that she got knocked out before by him? She said, she implied it. I can't remember what the phrasing yeah, was. I, I can't I remember this. It's so. like something like, this is like the last yeah. time. Something. And the implication was that she'd gotten knocked up and that time she had a, an abortion. And this time, she, she's only like, this time I'm going to have the baby. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, good point though, Missy. Yeah, she was kind of dumb to do it again. I guess I'd forgotten about that part. Yeah. Of it. I mean, but the I whole mean, thing is just, uh, the whole thing is just dumb. I mean, yeah. anyway, I it, was, bad, it was shocking. Yeah. It was truly my, my, Oh my god moment of the whole series so far, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, why I feel bad for him also, he has no choice in this matter. She had the choice to whether to have this baby or not. He with she didn't tell him, you know, what I mean? He has no choice in the matter at all. So it sound like it's such a simple thing. It's not a simple choice. That's that's all It's hard. something that it should be made together. You know what I mean? But it doesn't matter. I first time was made together though. I don't if in real life I would feel totally different, but it's a TV show. And <laughs> no, Des, treat these people as real. Life. I cannot do that. I'm sorry. It's a TV show, and I like Nate. He's a character I like, so I'm on his side. You know, Lisa. I don't care that much about her because she's just she's not a main character. Although I'm assuming that she's going to be in the show more because of this. Hmm. Maybe. Because if she has his baby, I'm sure she's going to be in the show more. So, because, of course, Brenda's going to find out about this. You know, of course, everybody's going to find out about so, this. So, prediction yeah. time, Moira and Des, do you think she's going to carry this baby to full term and have yep. the baby and everything? Yep. And then well, what do you think the sex is going to be? I mean, look how far along she is now. I don't see yeah, her having an abortion at this point. Yeah, it's too late for an abortion. I mean, something could happen, but... Well, you can do it, but it's I don't think gross. it's going to... Yeah, I don't think... No, she's going to have the baby. And mm-hmm. uh, I think she will reappear again, because why else would they have introduced her it being a TV show? <laughs> right. I think that, I mean, really, I think that Nate would probably... Okay, yeah, he's absolutely stunned, you know? Yeah. But I think that he will try to, you know, it's his child. Mm-hmm. I think he would want to be a part of the child's life. Well, we'll find out. Um, yeah. any, any predictions on the sex of the baby? I don't really care. Thanks <laughs> for killing matter? that, Des. I appreciate does, that. Or... Does it matter what the sex of the baby is? I don't know. My first reaction to yeah, girl, asking for the sex of the baby implies that she really does have it. I'm just saying, they, they they both seem to think that she's going to be back and she's going to have a baby. So I'm saying, okay, I'm guessing it's a girl. I don't know. It, why. Does, it doesn't matter. It will be a baby. I, I'm just trying to have fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Let him have fun, Desiree. Um, it, it'll be a hermaphrodite. All Ew. right. So, Ew. girl, hermaphrodite. It'll All be right. a Cylon. <laughs> 
All right, so uh, Claire comes over to Maggie's apartment, and Billy pulls the curtain and shows her how to use his camera, and he disrobes. Yes, as soon as she answered the door in the robe, I had a feeling what was coming, and then I wrote a note that said, nude pics of Billy, I want to see Billy's peen. <laughs> but you didn't? No, well, mm, not full on. He was walking. There was a part where he was walking, and you could see something, see it swinging. But yeah, that's what I was trying to point out. I was like, "That's not what I wanted." I wanted. It wasn't a very good view at all. It was not. (laughs) But his butt was looking good. So the uh, the title of the episode is uh, used in this this scene, and uh, Billy Billy says he needs Claire's eyes to see what he really looks like, and I guess Des is saying I need Claire's eyes too. Um, <laughs> yes, that would be great. <laughs> so he identifies with narcissists who he says hated himself, and he breaks down crying, but he's happy about it. It's too intense for Claire. He tells her she can leave, but as soon as she's gone, I notice that his face loses all emotion. He is okay. Nothing to do with like his his mm, bipolar or whatever he is. He's a crazy guy. And I mean that in the way that he's just, you know, does things a little, yeah, it's not, not, (laughs) this is not a mental illness thing. This is a, you know, some people are just crazy, but they're not mentally ill. He's one of those kind of people who does, you know, some crazy ass shit. Um, But I love Jeremy Sisto. I don't know if you watched Suburgatory. I've been told I need to watch this show. It's, it's really quite funny, and he is looking good on that. He has scruff. It'll probably be a summer catch-up. Yes. If it makes it. Uh, the next two scenes, we have Brent, Brenda gleefully smoking the ganja and typing away, and Nate riding on his motorcycle with a helmet. Thank goodness. So, uh, Yuri shows now up. he's got that baby to worry about. He's going <laughs> to wear a helmet. <laughs> I just wrote down, Brenda and her stupid book, You Messed Up Idiot. <laughs> Which is what I think of her right now. Yeah. Nice. They're on a collision course, those two. Him riding a bike yeah. is very metaphorical. They're going <sighs> to And also, you notice that, you know, as soon as Nate finally confesses to Brenda about something he's been lying to her about, now there's something else he's got to he's keeping secret. Yeah, but you know what? She's got secrets, too. Like, my notes say, you know, about Lisa's pregnant with Nate's baby. And I'm like, poor Nate. And then I'm like, meanwhile, Brenda's screwing another guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Neither one of them are innocent. No. So, uh, yeah, Yuri shows up to the flower shop looking for Nikolai. He's intimidating <laughs> both. Mob. What? Russian mob. Russian mob. Okay. <laughs> He's intimidating both Robbie and Ruth, and he does this little advance on Ruth a bit, but uh, Robbie grabs his arm, and then he steps back. <laughs> uh, the muscle head tells Ruth to Nikolai to tell Nikolai he's sorry and needs to see him soon. And then he steals and, a bouquet of roses. And I think both Moira and I called it last week when we said Russian mob. <laughs> we did indeed, Russian mob. Russian yes. mob. Okay. Move. So, uh, the great Nathaniel Fisher shows his face again, and he tells Nate to tell, to not tell Brenda about the baby. She's just looking for an excuse to leave. And Nate protests, but Nathaniel tells him that there's stuff that Nate doesn't even know about him, stuff he wouldn't even want to know. So. So there's Nate rationalizing 
being a dick and keeping a secret. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Perfect. Uh, Nate has secrets too. <laughs> the parallels continue. Like, uh, Brenda is rationalizing her fling and talking about it was just pure energy. <laughs> uh, and even Melissa doesn't look very impressed. No, anymore. even Melissa the whore doesn't doesn't buy it. <laughs> she, she's like, really? You're enjoying this? Because I'm getting bored of these stories, and I won't be buying a book when it's on the shelves. <laughs> Brenda isn't. She has this sort of denial. uninterested look on her face. <laughs> Yeah, she even offers Brenda a little therapy, and uh, Brenda says she'll never talk to a therapist. Yeah. Uh, we find out a little bit more about Nikolai. He came to America after his wife and son died, and he cleaned toilets and did all sorts of dirty work until he could get money to start a business from some uh, undesirable types. They don't exactly say Russian mom, but, you know. Um, the money he owes has gained interest, and he doesn't want to call the police. Um, David finds Keith sleeping on the couch Um, Keith wakes up He can't sleep and he's depressed And Keith needs a My doll because apparently he's got a bad Case of the PMS (laughs) He does he just keeps lashing Out at David and everything's David's fault Yeah what a bitch Uh, Keith is tired of taking care of other people's Problems OPP Um, Keith apologizes Keith apologizes, but David says he doesn't mind. Um, they admit they miss Taylor, and then they talk about having sex on the floor. But David's <laughs> got to put the groceries away first. <laughs> and we see Keith just kind of pre-coitus getting himself psyched up for some sex. I, w- I wanted to say that scene was oddly similar to the scene in the previous episode. I think it was. It was, right? Where, um, yeah, it was. Where, um... Brenda's like breaking down and then Brenda and Nate are kissing and then all of a sudden they're doing it. And I'm like, how? This one, I'm like, how, how do you get to that? Except um, this one wasn't as passionate. <laughs> this like, one okay, was I'll do it. Let's do it. I'm thinking about doing it on the floor. Okay. Got nothing better to do. You want to do it on the floor, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. My version of romance, please. Better than the bathroom floor <laughs> that and that book guy were doing it on. That was kind of gross. Mm, yeah, uh-huh. the, right next to the toilet. Mm, yummy. Yeah. That's hot. <laughs> uh, Nate comes over to Brenda's apartment, and the two of them are looking both very stressed about their respective secrets. Uh, Nate pages through Brenda's new book that the author autographed, and she says it, that it's her mom's. She lies so well and so easily, it horrifies me. We're at Dwight Garrison's wake, and Father Jack is eulogizing. David asks Nate if he's taking care of himself. Dina Meyer comes over and sobs to Nate and David about how they only had six years together, and she brought she bought the crypt next to David and his, or Dwight and his wife, and. She bought the other one on the other side because she doesn't want those bitches anywhere near him. Wow, that's really messed up. So I guess uh, Nate's speech to her was lost a little bit. Wow. Yeah. I wrote down, fire the whole cemetery, why don't you? <laughs> here, I mean, she may as well. Here we go at the, one of the saddest scenes of the episode, I'd say. Uh, Carla's on the phone asking for a job interview, and then we see that Taylor has peed in a cup for Carla, and she Worth says it's to make long. sure Taylor doesn't get sick. Yeah, that's that, okay. horrible. She is runner-up for Worst Mom of the Year award. She is. Mm-hmm. 
And the, the saddest part about it is, it's like, it's, you look at Taylor's face and it's like, you, she might actually know what's going on, but she looks so happy to have her mom back, you know? Yeah, that's the sense I got, too. I thought Taylor's a pretty sage kid. Yeah. And that she probably would see through it, but not want to admit it. The same kind of denial, yeah. you know, that a lot of them practice. It's uh, just, it, made me, it just tugged at my little heartstrings. <sighs> David brings a bag of stuff to keep at Keith's. Keith is mad that he's trying to move in. And then he says he made dinner. And then David says something that's been out of everybody's mind. Does the term mixed messages mean anything to you? <laughs> yeah, all right. I thought David's little bag I... was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> it's cute. Uh, he says um, he's... I right. love Keith's lines. I'm just fucking with you, fool. <laughs> I'm like, that, that was like the greatest thing to say. And he says it with such like a, a, like a jovial sort of attitude yeah. that I'm like, well, yeah, okay, cool. Um, yeah, so he thinks he says he thinks David moving in might be a pretty good idea, and David is psyched. And uh, at this point, I'm thinking, I'm not so sure it's a good idea, David. No, it's really? not at no, all. No, Keith is not in the right frame of mind for this. Ugh. Claire is who we really end up with at the end of this episode. She first tells Nate that she's going to stay away from Billy, and they, they have a nice hug. And then uh, she goes up to her room and she has an email from Billy and attached are the pictures she took. And she seems to really be into them. Oh, they were I, pretty good pictures. Yeah, but, I know. think it's that she's really pleased with her artistry. That's mm-hmm. what that's about. I thought I that was cool. That's all it is. I don't think that's all it is, but I... You don't? No, I think that looking at the pictures, she kind of, you know, sees him more idealized or whatever. You know what I mean? Really? No, I got the sense it was her looking at her own talent. Mm. I got a little bit of that, too. Like, maybe she wants to, you know, explore that talent a little mm-hmm. further. But I also have a feeling that she maybe was, you know, I don't know, not kind of letting that whole thing earlier go. Mm-hmm. God, I hope not. Oh, Yeah. But also, AOL, really, Claire? What year was this? <laughs> it, it, it's like the early 2000s. It's still relevant. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say something about uh, Keith and uh, David. David is uh, totally the Lisa of this relationship. Hmm. Yeah. So you're saying David's pregnant? I'm saying he will be if he doesn't watch out. Whoa. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's uh, wrap up open casket viewing and we'll take a little break and hear something from our friends at Castlecast. <sighs> Heidi, Heidi, hey. John, what happened to you? You look awful. Uh, I had an accident, but I'll be okay. Listen, I... Where have you been? You're late for recording. That's what I wanted to tell you. Listen, I was hanging a clock in the bathroom, and I slipped, and I hit my head on the toilet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I, I blacked out for a bit. When I came to, I had an epiphany. You know that show on ABC, Castle? I, what? You know, Castle. It's that murder mystery show starring Nathan Fillion. Everyone loves it. Come on, keep up. I'm familiar with it, yes. Okay, well, I was thinking... You may want to sit down for this. I am sitting. Oh, well, then I'll sit. I was thinking... We should do a podcast about Castle. You're kidding, right? 
No, I'm serious. We could do a weekly podcast wherein we talk about the latest news involving the series, its cast and crew. John. Follow that with a recap and review of the latest episode with emails, voicemails, and a Twitter poll. John. And you know what else? We can even have a music appreciation segment featuring actual score pieces from the show by its composer, Robert Duncan. Seriously, John? Then we can wrap up the show with spoilers. John. Yes? We already have a Castle podcast. Really? Yes, really. It's called CastleCast.net. Don't you remember? Ooh, good name. We should grab it before someone else does. Oh, for the love of... What? You got a better idea? Maybe you should go to the hospital. I think you might have a concussion. Don't be silly. I'm fine. What I should really do right now is go make some album art for the podcast in iTunes. Bam, said the lady. CastleCast.net. The original fan podcast all about the ABC series Castle. Hey, Heidi, you'll never guess what I saw outside just now. A double rainbow. Yep, definitely a concussion. And we're back. So, uh, yeah, check out CastleCast. <laughs> uh, we're here with the uh, Fisher of the Week segment In which we award the Fisher family member Who is our favorite this week And oh, then shit. we talk about why So, of course we have to go to our guest first Missy, who is your favorite uh, Fisher? <laughs> yeah, oh my I'm god, gonna, I honestly thought you just called I, her Mitzi <laughs> I did not this time <laughs> I thought you did Hmm <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I really, really can't believe I'm going to say this, <laughs> but it's Ruth. I I uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Ruth, Ruth, Ruth. I wrote it down and I'm lo- I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh yeah, what the hell, Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I sounded very convincing. I can't explain away why it is Ruth, except for she's really, you know, she's doing some good stuff. Okay. Um, I still hate her. <laughs> <laughs> Moira? I'm going with Claire, the other redhead, because she, although she's been drawn in by Billy's little spider web of intrigue, she manages to live through it, tell the tale, extricate herself from it, at least I hope she has, and start to see him much more clearly. And see, the way I interpreted that last scene really was her um, discovering herself, which I thought was so cool, her, her own artistic talent. So if, if we go with my interpretation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> then uh, I think she just had a lot of growth right then and there. So I picked her. Excellent. Uh, Des? Definitely not David or Nate. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Claire also just because, yeah, she kind of, you know, seemed to be making a smart decision about the whole Billy thing. Um, uh, And I'm just going to hope that she um, was just discovering her own talent and not, you know, being sucked back into his, um, you know, charm or whatever. So, um, yeah, Claire. <laughs> I would have picked Nate Senior. That's what I should pick. That's okay. I'll pick him. Nate Senior. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if, he, if he appeared in more than one Wait, can scene. Can we not pick him? What? No, we can, can pick we him. Can we not pick him? Yeah, we can pick him. Aww. 
I he wasn't in this episode, though. Yeah, he was. Was he? Yes, he was. Yeah, when he talked to, to Nate about yeah. lines. We're secrets tonight. <laughs> yeah. I can't pick him because that wasn't him. That was Exactly. That was Nate rationalizing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Missy, if you want to pick Nate Senior, you can do that. You can change it if you want. You cannot change. That's no, the only no, way no, I'm allowed to change. He lets the guests changes. change. We're not allowed to change, but the guests are allowed to do no, anything. If you want to change it to Nate Senior, you can. <laughs> That's no, no, no. it. Ruth is fine because Ruth did do some stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to pick Claire uh, because of all the stuff Royer and Des are saying, and uh, I don't want to say who is uh, more right. I'd like to rather leave the NC uh, ambiguous. Is that the right Damn one? Damn it, Missy! You no shots this week. <laughs> okay, I changed my mind. I go with Claire. <laughs> no, you can't. You can only choose it at eight senior. That's the rules. But, but, but Robin came from the loins of Nate Senior, so it sort of works. <laughs> now you had me make think of Nate Senior's loins. Ooh, cool. yummy! <laughs> All right, let's get into listener <laughs> eulogies. So our feedback section, and uh, yeah, one thing I wanted to bring up was we had a Facebook post from uh, Mr. Matt Triest, the man who took over me and Steph's uh, podcast, Movie Snobbery, and he's doing a damn fine job at it. And then I find out that uh, he's also listening in on FisherCast, so um, I didn't know that, but I did want to read his uh, comments. Um it's uh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> he had something to ask you guys. Uh, he says, now that the Undertakers are two-thirds or so into the second season, I wonder how they feel about the tone of this season compared to the first. I watched four and a half of the five seasons live, and during season two, I found it really jarring how the show went from being a dark comedy drama to just a melodrama with the comedy element almost completely discarded. It wasn't really what I signed up for, but I kept watching because despite its flaws, I think Six Feet Under is the most overrated show from HBO's Golden Age. There is still a lot of good stuff to enjoy. Well, except for some stuff I can't get into. So, uh, for, uh, one, before you guys answer that question, I'm just, I just wanted to say, uh, overrated. <laughs> uh oh, them's fighting words. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, forget about what you, uh, he's, he's saying at the end there, but what do you guys think about it, what he said? It's weird that he said that because as we were recording this, this show in last week's, mm-hmm. I've been thinking to myself that. Um, Des and my comments are much more negative in a lot of ways than they used to be. Like in mm-hmm. season one, the show was more lighthearted. It was kind of funnier. And lately it just seems like everybody is lying and going to a stupid place and irritating us. So <laughs> I, I tend to agree with them. I think it has gotten a bit more melodramatic rather than dramatic. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's wrong about that. Yeah, I was telling my dad about the show, and I said it's kind of melodramatic. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. So you've been describing yeah. it as that. Yeah, I actually did because yeah, I find this season, I, I, yeah, I don't enjoy. There's so much, so much stuff like storylines that I'm either don't care about or I'm not enjoying compared right. to mm-hmm. last last season. But I'm just. 
I, I'm still enjoying the show overall, and I'm hoping that next season will be, you know, more, uh, you know, less of the stuff I don't like. Like, like here's a good example. Remember we were all happy to have Nikolai and Ruth get together? Because mm-hmm. we yeah. thought, okay, Nikolai is going to take her out of her shell. It's going to be good for her. But look what's happening. That's not what we're seeing at all. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, yeah. yeah, he's a little bit of comic relief, but really it hasn't amounted to what we were hoping. So there's a, there's one example of how it's uh, not quite gone the direction that we were a hoping. Good example. It was definitely one I was thinking of when with the Nikolai uh, fan wagon started uh, to see uh, what you guys would think about um, Nikolai's association with the quote-unquote Russian mob and what it kind of <laughs> does, the whole, the whole broken leg thing. Um, well, yeah, I... At first, Nikolai was like, oh, he's going to be this fun character and it's going to be mm-hmm. fun times. Because at first it was like when they went to the dinner and Ruth let down her hair and was having a good time. I thought, you know, that would be more fun times. But now, of course, there's got to be some melodrama with the Russian mob. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, so I'm, I'm – yeah, I don't think I'm enjoying it as much this season as, as last season. But yeah. I'm hopeful for next season because it's got to be better. So, yeah. And I think because we're invested in the characters now, which is why we want to yeah. keep seeing what happens. They, they did, at least they managed to draw us in well enough that we care enough to keep watching. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, it makes me happy that even though they're, they expand their, the, the universe of, uh, of Six Feet Under and maybe there are some kind of plot lines you guys are like, oh, come on. I don't want to go here with Carla, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you guys are still like fans of the Fishers, at least, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe yes. Lucena with some point. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love Billy. I am glad <sighs> it's back. I really am. I think <laughs> Billy and um, the Brendan and Billy's mom. I can't remember her name right now, but uh, yeah, I like Roger. when yeah. I like when they're on the show. I think they're you know they're great. I mean, we hate them. We love to hate them. Yeah, they're you know, fun to watch, aren't they? They're so yeah. tough. They are fun to watch. Right. Not like Rico, who we just hate, you know. <laughs> You're right, because he's not fun to watch right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally, yeah, because like last season we liked Rico. Well, this season we can't stand him. You, know? and, you guys like Rico at one time? I can't remember this. We did. All right. It's funny. I think our percentage of giggling versus bitching is twitching, okay? Yeah. We, we, we need more giggling than us bitching. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. So the show I, needs to give us better material, okay? <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I, I don't see too much of a difference between season one and season two personally, but maybe really? that's because I've seen the entire picture. Um, I, I, I see kind of almost an improvement from season one to season two. I, I Definitely the, the comedy has piped out a little, but there's still some great laughs. I mean, Nikolai watching Teletubbies is great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you, it, I, I can't see like when he talks about, uh, it's overrated in, in terms of the, uh, golden age of HBO, I think of, okay, well, what else was in the golden age of HBO? I mean, how can you compare this to the Sopranos or Deadwood? It just seems like different worlds completely. Uh, mm-hmm. but I guess, uh, uh, if you compare them and say, this is the most overrated, uh, I mm-hmm. all right. I'm stuck on this, but I uh, think it's no, no. I it's, think it's, it's very, company. it's a very well written show. Yeah, and I think it's well acted. So <laughs> I, yeah, I can see why you're taking issue with it. Yeah, That's and funny. I think the characters are very um, 
not realistic exactly, but very believable. Yeah. Uh, the you know believable yeah. characters. You know you can. You don't sit there and say, well, seriously? I mean, even, like, when somebody does something out of character, it doesn't seem like it's, like, completely out of character. But maybe out of character for the person, but not, you know, like, who's writing this shit this week? You know? Right. And, so, you know, just yeah. like any drama, it's like you want for the best. You want Ruth and Nikolai to have the best relationship where where he brings out she's it's, uh, the greatness in her and she becomes, like, a perfectly awesome character. But then we're like, okay, we're not watching a drama anymore. It's not – it's nothing interesting about this anymore. Let's move on. Like, Carla's more interesting than Ruth now. That, that can't happen. <laughs> you know? I think that I need to watch more before I can completely judge it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can hope you can completely judge it at the end of season five, and that will come uh, next year in the fall. <laughs> wow! Just before the X Files. Just right. before right. the X Files. Right before the X Files starts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Claire did talk about that uh, in uh, a nonsense cast, I believe. That we're yes. going to be doing a X Files intro cast. Me and her, and possibly uh, if they're still up for a year from now, uh, Brad Couples and uh, Tammy from Carney Cast. I don't know Tammy's last name, but uh, they're all awesome people, and I look forward to podcasting with them. And I look forward to getting all three of you to guest on this show at one time or another. But I will not schedule it yet. You really do. <laughs> you really do say Carney Cast. He Carney cast. Carney cast. Carney cast. Let us compare children. Carney cast. Carney cast. Speaking of, uh, let's hear from our friend Claire. Uh, she sent in a voicemail. Hello again, Fisher cast. Uh, this is Claire with some feedback for someone else's eyes. Um, once again, I've not been able to watch the episode, so I'm going with my memories and the IMDb summary. I really can't remember why this was called Someone Else's Eyes. I'm trying to remember and I, I can't, so it will be interesting to be reminded. Uh, so I've got a few notes about this one. Dina Mayer, uh, she's the um, the second wife, I think, of the dead dude at the start. She's really cool. She's in a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I mainly know her from Saw and um, Starship Troopers, I think she was in. Uh, what else happened? There was the Carla storyline. Oh, I really am not a fan of this storyline. I love David and Keith, but this storyline I just find a bit dull. Um, although Taylor is awesome. Um, but Carla, I don't think she's a good actress, and I find the storyline a bit boring. So, meh. What else about this episode? Oh yes, the return of Lisa. <sighs> really not a Lisa fan. Um, can't stand her character. Ugh, and I remember the first time I watched the series when she came back and had a baby and I was just like, oh no, this means she's probably going to be hanging around. <sighs> so yeah, Lisa. Um, I can't remember what else happened in this episode. Uh, but I do love this season. This is my favourite season. Oh, yeah, we have uh, Nikolai, don't we, with his um, busted up legs. Meh, it's okay. I think it's quite funny how he winds everyone up and irritates everyone. But, yeah, as I said before, I'm not a huge Nikolai fan. Um, 
I think that's it. I can't think of anything else for this episode. Uh, so it's okay, but the return of Lisa uh, doesn't even knock one point off. I would say it knocks two points off. So that would probably make it a five. Oh my god. So I would probably give this five uh, frustrating, irritating returns of Lisa and Lisa Baby out of ten. Um, yeah, really not a fan of Lisa. Uh, anyway, um, just wanted to say again, love the podcast, keep up the great work, uh, and also Carnicast Rocks, uh, so there, just thought I'd leave you with that. Bye! Under Roos are the best, <laughs> Carney, Carmi can suck it. <laughs> I have a lot of agreement with you there, Claire, on your stuffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say about the Carmi. I thought it was interesting, though, that she says, like, this is her favorite se- season. Mm-hmm. Since, especially after the discussion we just had. Hmm. I know that's worrying me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I the season, right. finale, season two finale makes up for a lot. Mm. Good. From mm. what I can remember. And Hopefully. I haven't seen it since, like, 2000 and whenever the hell that season aired. Right. It's funny, Missy, because uh, I, before we started Six Feet Under, this, this the, the Fisher cast, I was going through Six Feet Under for the first time since I originally watched it, and I watched season one and season two, and I did that recently. So from here on out, I'm going to be kind of like you, like, I remember sort of what it was like, and, you know, there are some things that I might legitimately have no way to spoil because I won't remember where it goes. So I was saying earlier and before we started recording and Robin, I think you had gone to do your little errand and um, I was saying that I hope at the, and that was not a euphemism for anything. <laughs> he had to go do something. But um, I was saying how um, I was hoping the season two finale would be that um, Rico and his whole family would be wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> she wants them all blown up. So yeah. somehow Nikolai gets Rico as a like a buddy has him running money for him and then he then as a result the drive by happens Russian mob kills Rico and oh I just totally spoiled season three that would be great however I was thinking more of like there's a plane crash and on the plane is Carla and Taylor and (gasps) Rico Taylor Vanessa and their kids and Lisa and whatever her name all on this plane, and there was a plane crash, and they all die. That would be great. You're... Wait, I've got an even better one. How about they're all kidnapped, put into, like, one of those kidnappy in-the-middle-of-nowhere sheds by the Russian mafia, and then Nikolai goes to save them, but he is also exploded in a bum blast with them, because that would get rid of him, and I'd be kind of happy with that. I like Nikolai, though. <laughs> So far. Well, I'm starting to not like him as much. I have a mental image now of the only people left are the actual core four fishers sitting around plus, the dinner table. The plus the Chinawis. The Chinawis can survive too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. All right. So thank you for uh, the uh, voicemail, Claire. Um, so let's get into our last rites. Our final thoughts on the episode and our ratings, of course. And uh, our guest, Missy. Our guest, Missy. Yeah. I was trying hard <laughs> not to say Mitzi. So I ended up saying, our guest, Missy. <laughs> like, 
like a like a guess. <laughs> Please take it away, Missy. I'm, yes. I'm okay. Um. Oh, one more little trivia thingy. The um, what I'm assuming is the eldest daughter, the blonde one with the really ugly fringe. <laughs> she, that's Ashley Gardner. Um, I know that I'm like hounding you guys with random charm stuff lately, but she was in a um, uh, Charmed, an episode from season four called Lost and Bound. So that's kind of weird. Hey, don't well, spoil you know, me. Speaking of Charmed, yeah. After Fisher Cast, I'm going to do a 4400 podcast, intro cast. And after that, because it's not that long, I'm going to do a Charmed podcast. So there you go. And I'm supposed to be a part of both of these. Yes. Yeah, oh, you're spoiling all the guest stars. I'm a permanent host on that one. <laughs> Maybe, Missy. Please, we'll talk, I love, in, I, we'll I talk in so two years when it's time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, and, um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say, um, Rico, like in these last two episodes, I'm sort of getting on board with him being an asshole thing. I don't remember him being this antagonistic the first time. <laughs> and I, I mean, like, well, maybe the first time he wasn't, really maybe they changed that. it a little. Maybe they made him oh. worse of an asshole since the first time he watched it. <laughs> I think I think my young mind was like, oh, cute little, you know, like he's just he flits about and he's there and he's like, oh my god, I love my job and you know, I I don't know why I don't remember him being such a, a fucking asshole. I, I don't know why. You, that you probably blacked it out. You blocked yeah. it out because it's so annoying. Yeah, those block out of the bad things about a relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. What's it <laughs> it's just so weird to notice it this time around when like I mean I didn't not notice it before but it yeah. didn't seem this prominent and constant like it's every single episode <laughs> saying something insulting or rude or he's just being a an ass just because he can so I'm feeling I'm feeling the the Rico hate at this point <laughs> and I'm like Ruth what the hell is going on oh my god <laughs> I like Ruth. You didn't actually give your rating, though, did you, Missy? No, <laughs> I, I, she's giving her final thoughts on the episode. It's, it's allowed, okay. just because you I don't. I was just making sure I didn't miss it. <laughs> um, I feel like this episode had a lot going on, and pretty much all of it was interesting. So I give it like. I don't know, seven and a half, maybe eight knocked up X's that you find buying organic veggies at the market. <laughs> uh, who's next, Des? Um, okay, so... Um... You didn't give your rating yet. I just wanted to see. I didn't want to miss it. <laughs> Shut the hell up, um, I'm going to add points for um, Naked Billy, Naked Billy Butt. Um, I am going to subtract points for just about everything else in this episode. <gasps> so, I, sorry, I didn't really like this episode very much. Aww. There's a lot of storylines I don't like. I really hate the, Car- the Carla storyline. I could care less about that. I could not care less about them. And so, I don't care. It's annoying to me. I don't 
really like Lisa and the whole Nate knocked her up storyline. That really bothers me. Um, I I hate the way Keith is acting right now, um, so I don't like that storyline. Um, and then, you know, Brenda's sleeping around and acting really crazy. Um, so yeah, I don't, I didn't like a lot of it. So I'm going to give it, uh, six out of 10 falling lunch boxes. Nice. <laughs> I've got a story about that. I should tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> would you hold when everything's done? I'm sorry. Who knew a falling lunch box would be a highlight of the whole episode? <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? That's sad. Um, all right, I had a lot of the same issues as you guys. Um, you know, everybody's lying and deceitful or bitchy. So Rico's an idiot, and Keith yeah. is being kvetchy, and Brenda's sleeping around and deluding herself that somehow this is justified. And her lovely fiancé is keeping um, yet another huge secret. So, yeah, I'm not very happy with this one. I just It's irritating. But overall, I would have given it just a 6 out of 10. <laughs> But I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 because of the Lisa pregnancy bomb. Because when she opens that coat and you see that round belly, my my jaw just dropped. So I thought for the shock value alone, it gets an extra point. So I'm giving it 7 out of 10 sublime black and white photos. <laughs> um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I think it was really good. I, I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, obviously, the... Keith depression stuff sucks. Carla sucks, but I love Taylor, so it's almost it's almost worth it to me. Um, uh, lovely Dina Meyer shows up, and I uh, she's Barbara Gordon on Birds of Prey. But <laughs> nobody watched that show but me. No, uh, <laughs> I love the fact that uh, Billy is uh, on his own, <laughs> as as it seems. Uh, love the. Uh, Love the David and Keith interview with Lisa Gibbons. <laughs> and God, when Lisa opens up that coat, I, I I knew it was coming. And still, like, it just happens. She's like, look, baby. It's like, boom. Um, so I think that alone um, helps it earn a uh, 8 out of 10 fruit punch mouths. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I look forward to seeing how the rest of the season pans out and your your reactions to them. It's going to be great. We got four episodes left, I believe. So wow, there's got to be some good stuff coming. I can tell by your tone voice. Well, uh, awesomely enough for me and maybe for you, there three out of the four episodes on the DVDs have commentaries. So you know, if there was enough for someone to say, I'm going to do a commentary on this, I'm sure that. Uh, you know, there'll be good good stuff to talk about. Meaty. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, let's uh, bury this uh, benign tumor. Um, <laughs> um, oh, oh, that reminds me. I have a solution for... Um, for the atrovenous malformation. I was at a conference this week for oncology. And you can use stereotactic radiotherapy with x-ray beams and direct them at AVMs and just destroy them. So, hey, 
I could cure his problem if he would just let me. <laughs> and aside, okay, I couldn't personally, but I could direct him to people who could. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, okay. I guess the, I guess I, well, I guess this is our last episode. <laughs> there you go. Oh, just for Nate, we're going to let him survive. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, so. You can visit us at fishercast.blogspot.com. Leave us a voicemail at 541-2-EMBALM. Visit us on Facebook, bitches. <laughs> or you can email us at fishercast1 at gmail.com. You can send in an MP3 voice message the way you've heard others do, which is really fun for us. Mm-hmm. We love hearing what you think because, dear knows, we force you to listen to what we think. <laughs> uh yeah so uh missy thank you very much for guesting on this episode and coming to us live from the future um uh, <laughs> thank and, you for letting me do it again no problem um do you have anything you want to plug or anywhere people can find you on the um, web um does you have something coming up uh, down the pipeline oh uh, do i wait <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think there's a Roswell thing coming. What? I think there's a Roswell podcast. Yeah. You know what? I shouldn't say I think out. because we've sort of made it semi-permanent at this point. Roswell, huh? Yeah, so that's coming. Yeah. Nice. Which I've never watched, so I can't wait to listen to you guys and watch along. I never what? saw the third season. I'd, I'd like to go back and experience the whole thing and then watch the third season. Oh, yeah. Robin, you're going to like... Okay, yeah, I don't want to... But yeah, you might want to get on that. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yes, what the hell? You haven't seen Roswell? No, I've I've never seen it. I always wanted to, but just never have. Dido. It's actually I had it in my queue on Hulu, just never got around to watching it. It's on Netflix and it's a watch too. I don't have Netflix. Well, you know, some people do. Maybe not people in Pensacola. Oh, other people in Pensacola <laughs> do. Well. <laughs> just not me. Okay. I want an an email from you every episode because I think you're going to be surprised by some things. <laughs> Me? Or Robin? Well, it's not... A, uh, you. You, oh, because, okay. I mean, Robin sort of knows what yeah. goes on. But I think there are some slightly shocking things that perhaps you maybe wouldn't expect from this type of show. Well, <laughs> I'm excited to watch it. Really, I am. I can't wait. When are you guys starting? Um... Next year. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Am I supposed to have more concrete information? Because I don't know. No, you're supposed to be starting sooner. <laughs> no, it's worth it. It's a really good. It's a really good show. You, I mean, you like all those WB um, genre shows, you know? I mean, I like a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay, I really do. Anyway, speaking of stuff you like, stuff you're a part of, what are we spotlighting this week, Des? Okay, this week we're going to spotlight Fatal Attraction, a Lost Girl podcast, and that's F-A-E-T-A-L Attraction, and um, we talk about the Canadian show Lost Girl, me and Michaela, and it's fun. Um, It's a really 
fun show. And you can find us at fatalattraction.blogspot.com. And don't forget to put that E in Fatal Attraction. Um, and what's on with Steph and Dez, where Steph, who's guested on here, uh, and I talk about the TV we watch. And I think I just counted up with Moira. And this past week, I watched, not including shows like Six Feet Under and Carnival, stuff that is not currently airing, I watched 35 shows that are currently airing this week alone. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then Steph watches all her shows. So we talk about that kind of stuff. And you can find us at what's on. That is it. What's on uh, podcast.blogspot.com? I believe it is. Or what's on what's on with Stefan I don't know. Just look for what's on with Stefan. You know where to find Fishercast, right? Fishercast.blogspot.com. Easy. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read that every day, every week. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like I make you memorize it so you can say it on your other podcast. <laughs> All right, well, you can find Moira watching Teletubbies with Nikolai in between bedpan changes. <laughs> oh, God. And you can Ew. also find her on the Twitter at Moira Brown with an E at the end. The, and, the Twitter. <laughs> yeah, and you can find uh, me on the Twitter uh, at L. Ravignero, as well as on my other podcast, which is Redemption Cast, an angel intro cast. And that's all for intro. Oh, yeah. That's all for, <laughs> for intro cast. cast. <laughs> that's it for Fisher Cast this week. Next week, your homework is. Uh, oh, that's really funny. I messed that up in my, in my notes. Yeah, that's it for Fisher Cast this week. Next week, your homework is the secret. I wonder what the secret's going to be. Oh. Gee, I wonder. <laughs> As for someone else's eyes, we therefore commit this episode to the ground. Ashes to ashes and dust, dust to, dust. to dust. Bye. 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 Having my baby. What a lovely way of saying how much you love me. Having my baby. What a lovely way of saying what you're thinking of me I can see it Your face is glowing I can see it in your eyes I'm happy in knowing That you're having my baby You're the woman I love and I love